Medtronic Technologies impacted more than 72 million people in the last year, equating to two people every second. Harnessing the power of technology to take healthcare further, each technology has unique benefits designed to serve patients. The goal of this program is to get closer to the patient and delve into the challenges and impact of each technology in practice. This is the Medtronic MedEd learning experience. The SonarMed airway monitoring system should not be used as the sole basis for diagnosis or therapy and is intended only as an adjunct in patient assessment. Medtronic's medical education programs are offered to provide attendees education on FDA-cleared indications and use of our products when applicable. The contents and conclusions of the following program are solely those of the speakers unless otherwise cited. The speakers are responsible for all content and any necessary permissions. The speakers receive funding from Covidian LP, a Medtronic company, for this speaking engagement. For this segment of the series, a discussion on unplanned extubation in the NICU. What was your airway management protocol before implementing the SonarMed system? To provide insight into this topic is Dr. Ashley Fisher, Assistant Professor of Pediatrics and Quality Improvement Director at Children's of Illinois. In 2019, Dr. Gupta published an article in the Journal of Perinatology titled, A Predictive Model for Extubation Readiness in Extremely Premature Infants. In it, he performs a retrospective study with infants less than 1,250 grams at birth over a seven-year period. The infants had to have received mechanical ventilation and must have had an elective extubation within 60 days of age. 621 infants were reviewed, and 312 met inclusion criteria for the study. Then perinatal and peri-extubation characteristics were compared in the successful versus failed extubation groups. Clinical tools such as calculators are really great at stratifying risk and give the clinicians one more tool in the toolbox to help assess extubation readiness. Therefore, the aim of this study was to identify perinatal and peri-extubation clinical characteristics associated with successful elective extubation and develop an estimator or calculator for predicting probability of successful extubation for an individual preterm infant. Let's start at the beginning. Why is it important for us to accurately assess extubation readiness? Well, we know prolonged mechanical ventilation in infants less than 1,000 grams is associated with an increased risk of BPD or bronchopulmonary dysplasia. We also know each additional week of mechanical ventilation has been associated with an increased risk of neurodevelopmental impairment. What this means effectively is the sooner we can get these kiddos off the vent safely, the better, especially for the littles. Let's take a look at current practices for extubation readiness. The decision to extubate an infant relies heavily on clinical judgment. Currently, there's a lack of standardized guidelines and large variation in peri-extubation practices, meaning extubation age of life varies, post-extubation respiratory support is often case by case, and criteria for re-intubation isn't codified. Here's a couple of the definitions from Dr. Gupta's study. Successful extubation in the study was defined as survival for five or more days without the need for respiratory support from an ET tube. Ventilation index. 
This is calculated as the product of the set rate or respiratory rate um, times your partial pressure of carbon dioxide and, and your difference uh, between PIP and PEEP all divided by a thousand. Respiratory severity score. The respiratory severity score is defined as the product of the mean airway pressure by the FiO2 or a fraction of inspired oxygen. Keep these definitions in mind. They will come up uh, later towards the end of the podcast. These are the parameters used in the study in which an infant would be assessed as a potential candidate for an elective extubation. Ventil ventilator rates of 16 to 20 breaths per minute, mean airway pressures less than eight, FiO2 less than 40%, blood gas pH greater than 7.25, and PCO2 less than 60 millimeters mercury. These are the parameters used in the study to consider when an infant should be re-intubated post-elective extubation. So if this infant had significant or recurrent apnea, meaning uh, more than three uh, events per hour, or the use of a bag mask ventilation, um, if there was increased work of breathing with respiratory acidosis, i.e. blood gas pH less than 7.2 and PCO2 greater than 65 millimeters mercury, uh, they should be considered for re-intubation. Again, some of these may seem obvious. For me, it's kind of like when the sportscasters announce that it's a really tight game, but it all ultimately comes down to whichever team is able to score the most points by the end of the game. Fairly intuitive, right? Um, but the study concluded the following factors were associated with successful extubation greater gestational ages at the first elective extubation attempt, chronologic age at extubation, higher blood gas pH before extubation, lower pre-extubation FiO2s, and lower values for the highest respiratory severity score in the first six hours of age. So they were able to build a calculator to predict extubation success based upon the data points from their study. This calculator can be accessed via extubation.net. The categories are based upon all the factors we just discussed, which are associated with a successful extubation. When you enter the required variables into the calculator, it will produce a probability of a successful elective extubation. The takeaways and caveats are as follows. The calculator generates a probability for successful elective extubation in preterm infants. Successful elective extubation reduces duration of mechanical ventilation and associated complications such as BPD or airway injury. However, optimal probability of the success at, at which healthcare providers should attempt extubation is not known, meaning the threshold of probability at which elective extubation should be attempted hasn't been studied. Therefore, while this estimator can provide insights into risk stratification, it ultimately does not replace the clinical insights of healthcare providers specially trained in the care of neonates. This is just another great tool in the toolbox. That's it for me. These are my references. Thank you for joining. I hope it was interesting and informative. Please tune in next week for a new segment from this series, wherever you find your podcasts. This 
is the Medtronic MedEd Learning Experience. Thank you for listening.